I recently had a, a friend of mine that doesn't have the greatest website, and I was sending it to a, a friend in California. I said, this guy's really great. And he looked at me and said, are you sure? The website's not that good. <laughs> and I had to explain. It's like, no, his product is, out, is awesome. His website is not. Yeah. You don't want that conversation. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Hello, I'm John, and along with me is my wife, Angel. Hi there. And uh, together, uh, Angel has a, a, a custom cupcake side gig she does here at home, and she does a full-time thing with uh, with a Fortune 500 company and customer service, so she uh, she does a lot of stuff. Busy. And then on my side, I have a production company called Ondo Media, as well as a podcast company called Premier Podcast, which we're launching. And together, that kind of makes up why we call it Marketing Media and Cupcakes, because we like to talk about all these types of fun things. Mm -hmm. And today, we are going to answer questions about the internet and websites and such. Fun. Because I have asked a dear friend of mine, Jason Westbrook, to join us today on the show. Hi, Jason. Hey, glad to be here. Jason and I both, when Ondo Media started 10 years ago, I primarily did websites because I don't know why, but it seemed like everybody would call and say, hi, John, can you do a video? I'm like, yeah, where's your website? And we're like, well, we don't have one. Or it was like, you know, it was like HTML. And I ended up building a lot of websites and WordPress for about five years till I finally wanted to take my life. And I wanted Stop. to get out of it. Jason, though, <laughs> focused just on the websites, and he's doing amazing work and helping clients in a, in a consultant role, and, and his business has grown. So he, we're going to ask him a lot of these questions that I even have now, even though I consider myself a little bit of a web interme- intermediate expert. But uh, we want to talk about that because websites are just constantly changing. It's one of the reasons I stopped doing them because they're just constantly changing, and I couldn't keep up with it. So you, well, Jason's going to fill us in, and by the end of the show, we'll know everything. That we need to know. I think. Fabulous. Before we get to that, here's an important thing. And Jason, I, I, you've got kids. If you've got, tell us about your family real quick. Yeah, I've got three boys. Been married ten years. Uh, three boys, uh, f- eight, five, and two. So it's a busy house, and I've got some gray hair and, and my <laughs> sides of my head, top of my head, and on my beard. And it's a hungry house because you've got boys. <laughs> yeah, cereals all. First question of the morning: eat and cereal for yeah. my two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So something Angel does is this jam. Is it a jam or is it a jelly? It's it's a jam. Is there a difference? There's a difference. What's the difference? Jam has fruit, whereas jelly... Jelly doesn't have fruit? Does not. I didn't know that. Well, I could be completely inaccurate, but they're they're definitely different consistencies as well. So in our refrigerator right now, you would find this little home jar of homemade jam. Yes. That you make, and you make. You see, my mom, it would we would do. She would do strawberry jams mm-hmm. and grapes and stuff like that. And it was a process where the entire house turned into a steam room. There's boiling and there's yes. things happening. I'll have time for that. And then they would be down in in the storage <laughs> area where we'd have the little, you know, the masking tape on top with the dates on yes. it. Okay, is this bringing back memories? Very. So that's when you say you make jam. Yes. That's where I go to. But your jam, I don't even know. It's like next thing you know, one day, I got to make jam. And then like 10 minutes later, there's a jar of this stuff. Yes. So what is this and how does this work? So I thank my um, mother-in-law and she gave me this recipe years ago. And when I said, Jane, this stuff is fabulous. How do you make this? She's like, it's just freezer jam. I said, what do you mean by that? She goes, oh, you just, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to sterilize the things and all that good stuff. You just make it. So basically... All you're going to do is get yourself a box of pectin, so either Suregel or the Kroger Krind or whoever makes it, and it has the instructions. But it's literally two cups of chopped strawberries, and don't let anybody freak out, four cups of sugar, 
and you put the yeah it's a lot Uh, that's why it's so good and you mix those two together and let it sit for 10 minutes while it's sitting you take the pectin that's in a nice little pouch pectin's like a pectin is thickener i gotcha okay so you can get the same result if you just cook the fruit on the stove with sugar and let it cook and cook and cook and cook and cook and it will develop its own pectin and thicken so the pectin's a shortcut basically yeah okay and so you basically you put that with some water and you get that heated up and you boil it for all of one minute and then once your fruit has sat with the sugar because it's trying to dissolve you put it all together stir it for three minutes and then you literally section it off into containers screw the top on and let it sit on the counter for 24 hours and then eat it or freeze it Oh, I so said, what's, so what's the freezer thing? But it's, it's yeah, just. Yeah, literally, you can eat it right then or you just put it in the freezer. And so there's, I don't, all of my stuff is clean, of course, but I don't boil. I don't have okay. to worry about the lids popping the and all that fish. other stuff. Yeah, I remember those things. Um, because, you know, you cooked, it's not a cooked product. So you don't have to worry about it. So, right. Bacteria and things of that nature. Write those things down. We'll put it in the link on this on this show. Oh, for I, sure. I, I've been bad on not putting some of your, your uh, little tips here on the uh, well, on the podcast page. But uh, that's, a, that's a good one because I'll tell you this. I, I have a, who's 13 today, my Julia. She she eats that stuff. She'll eat a half a jar she is at dinner. Just, so it's it's the, we <laughs> so can three attest- cups of sugar. It's yeah. two and a half cups of sugar. Every she's well, and what I love about this stuff is this is what I put in my cupcakes. So Ooh. when you order strawberry cupcakes or a strawberry cake from me, you don't get just you get my homemade jam Ooh. that goes in this in it. Or, and then if you ask for a filling like the cake I was working on today then you also get my homemade jam as the filling. So no smuckers or anything uh, else, you get wow. that. So that's another reason why I make it quite that, often. That works. Well, you know, and you can follow us on Instagram on Marketing Media and Cupcakes, but you'll also find the links to Angel's uh, Instagram, where she posts all the pictures of her uh, just in, in, insane creations. And the thing that, uh, you know, both Jason and I do is we work in digital media, which is not nearly as tasty as the work she does. The reason I wanted Jason on is is for multiple reasons, because he's just a great guy and he's got a business and he's an entrepreneur like we all are. Uh, but you work in the web design world and you help a lot of small businesses. Um, tell me... I since I'm, I'm assuming most of the folks that listen to us are small business owners as well, what what's the common misconception when that you run into with folks that you you're you know doing initial sit down and they say, hey, I need to have a website, or they have a website and it's not working right, or or they say it's you know it's not worth it. Our website, you know, the website, I somebody gave me a quote for five thousand dollars and it's just we can't make that work. What's some of the things you run into, I guess, in the first contact situation? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so one of the things we've, uh, you know, just over the eight years, um, you know, running the mission group, um, name of our business, but since running the mission group now for about eight years, so what we run in is when we do a lot of consulting, we run in and, you know, people are like, hey, I want to get on the top page of it's this keyword. Google, yep. Uh, and right. I want to do it for $100. And it's like, you know, that mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like expecting to have a really nice car but your budget's, you know, not as large. It's, it's a used car. Well, budget. you're gonna you want to compete with Ferrari with a hundred dollar car. You know, yep. there are people out there. If you're trying to get the, uh, you know, we both have real estate friends, and you know, you're in a really tough market with mm-hmm. um, all the different Realtor.com and all the big Remax sites and all those things. They're spending tens and thousands of dollars a month for yep. SEO and so forth. 
and so, yeah, you, $100 isn't going to get yep. you to that level. Let me ask you some questions, Jason, because I, I know a lot of folks are listening, and I think our audience is a little savvy to websites, but probably, like a lot of us, not, you know, we're, we're making the widgets and doing the stuff, and then uh, we, we pick up some things now and then. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of weird information out there. So let me ask you a few things, because one of the things I know when I was doing websites and I was doing WordPress, which is a, a very popular platform, it's still a great platform, but I know it used to be SEO, search engine optimization. So you want to get your, your website at the top of the list. It used to be, I have to have cupcakes 50,000 times on my website and I need 60 pages. Is that still true? Yes and no. I wanted to, uh, before we talk about that, I want to say one thing too. You know, there's two really kind of camps with web people that want an online presence. There's what I would call maybe the hobbyist, the person that it's not their main source of income. And then you have somebody that it is their main source of income. So their goal is a little bit different. Typically the one, um, you know, that's a hobbyist is looking more for just something that looks good. It's pretty, it, it, you know, get, grab somebody's attention. It's a brochure basically. Yeah. yeah, But the professional person, their goal is really lead generation. It's, Mm -hmm. we have this online presence, but we need to be making money off of it. So there's kind of two different camps. Um, so yeah, so there's kind of, kind of that, but yeah. So when it comes to like search engine optimization, um, algorithms have changed over the years. And so, you know, when the internet first started, the algorithms were different than they are now. So people would put tons of keywords because that's how Google and Bing and Yahoo and these different providers, how they index sites and how they delivered, search results to people looking, this is valuable content, Mm -hmm. right? But now you're seeing companies like Dropbox, Facebook, other places where their SEO, I'm sorry, their their webpage, you go to it, it's a one pager, Mm -hmm. right? So how does a one pager rank? How does this and that, and you know, so it's evolved over time. So, you know, Google doesn't really publish the algorithm, but what we know is that, yeah, SEO is important, but we don't need to build a humongous site, we need to build a very intentional site. So people are going to find value in what they see. When we did build these giant sites, we built an online community as a whole of a bunch of noise. Yeah. You know, it was just like, let's just throw a bunch of information out there for people to find. And it was just noisy. And it's like, now it's become where it's hard to cut through the noise because there's so much stuff out there. Yeah. So how do you break through that? You know, and to me, it's like, taking a step back and taking a very uh, caring approach to your own story. How does my story or how does the story of my audience, how can I relate to them? How can I cut through the noise and simplify it down in a very organized and clear way? Because at the end of the day, the clearest brand will always win and a confused buyer will always say no. So since you brought up Facebook and I'd say, and you brought up the hobbyist because that's basically kind of what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference between having, I guess, why would I, why would I want a website, which I have and not just do Facebook or what is the well, benefit because I should a lot, say, of doing a website? Because a lot of small businesses do use Facebook kind of as their homepage. They I just, will find that a lot where I'm Google, yeah. you know, I'm looking for something and I'll go, let's just say, for example, a restaurant. And I go and like it says, click website, and it literally is not a website. Mm-hmm. It takes me to a Facebook page. So I'd say this: one, you always want to be in control of your own brand. You never mm-hmm. want to put all your eggs in a basket like on just in Facebook. Because what if they shut down? Sure. You know, what if you're, you know, you want to make you you want to own your own brand 
and Facebook is complementing to your complementary to your brand, mm-hmm. not that it is your brand. So when you use Facebook, you're essentially selling their platform, right? And mm-hmm. not selling yourself. And and this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would say definitely have a website. But at the end of the day, if that website is literally a one pager with a photo gallery mm-hmm. and an easy you know call to action and a form to fill out, that's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be this extensive site. It just needs to be a very intentional site. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that landing page really is a type of a funnel, right? Because if you build your story right on your page, you make the end user who's purchasing your cupcakes, mm-hmm. you're making them the hero of the story. How this amazing cake that they're going to get, they're going to be the life of the party. Everybody's going to be happy. The kids are going to like, wow, look what mom got for us. They're the hero of the story. It's not that we made this amazing cake for them. Mm-hmm. It's that we're empowering that parent or whoever to be in an amazing position during that party or or get together. I like that. See, that's, that's in there. Cool. We, we we talked about that a few episodes back, and it it, it with in relationships the video testimonies, because I'm just a big believer testimonies sell um, when you have a story. And and you know what Jason's saying is very accurate because uh, as I produce videos, we want to have a testimonial saying what he's just saying. You're the hero. This is great, okay. but your website has to say that too. Tell me a little bit about. And I know going back in the in in the um, the SEO game, and I know. I have, and I, and I'm just going from my own clients that I've worked with and still work with. They care so much about this SEO, and I've known people who've gone into these weird website gimmicks that link to other things. And I know there's inbound, outbound links that that Google, I guess, likes. But to me, I'm always like you, focused on the story. And I'll see some of these websites that are just garbage. We go to your page, we find it. It's number one, but it sucks. That doesn't translate into a sale. How do you feel about those kind of gimmicks? Yeah, you know, I thought a lot about SEO and ads. And at the end of the day, if you are a hobbyist and you're trying to earn money or you're a professional person and you're trying to earn money, at the end of the day, it really comes down to lead generation, Mm -hmm. right? How many people will come and visit that will end up turning into a client that will pay you and become a return guest? I mean, ultimately, that's what we want. We want Mm -hmm. a client. We want to turn a visitor into a client. So I've always kind of thought, you know, my personal opinion is I don't value SEO as much as I value ads. And here's why. Search engine optimization is important. However, there's no guarantee with search engine optimization. You can be investing $500 a month in SEO, $1,000 a month or whatever those thousands of dollars are for somebody to get you ranked in certain keywords, you know, um, and it could take you a long time. It could take you six months, 12 months to get to that position you want to be. And you're not guaranteed to be, to be at that position because the person who has the most amount of money is going to win the well, SEO game. If you go on Google, the top three or four, I'm sure Bing and Yahoo the same, the first yep. three or four or you see has ad beside it. So they, it, who cares about the SEO? They just bought that position Correct. from you. So the benefit of the ads, though, is it lets you bypass mm-hmm. the line. You get, a, you get the front of the line and you get in front of your audience tomorrow. It's like, right. So if I spend $500 a month in ads, I can be in front of my audience tomorrow, as opposed to waiting for a few months and seeing if it, hopefully it works. It's like that turbo pass or whatever they have at uh, amusement parks that you get to go to the front of the line. And I honestly had no idea that that's what that was. Cause I do a lot of searching for random things. And I've always, I've seen the, it says add in the thing, add in the thing. And I'm like, Oh, I had no clue that that was somebody paying to be there. Did, did you ever click it? Oh, all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because again, I'm like, sometimes I don't realize it. Then other times it was like, oh, well this, I don't care. I just wanted to get to 
wherever I was heading. So I guess what I'm more curious about, because I've heard the term, um, I use funnels in my kitchen, but that's usually to get product from, you know, one thing into a smaller thing. Funnel cakes. But help me. Exactly. Oh, funnel cakes mm. are delicious. Yeah. If you listen to any other podcast talking about social social media examiner, a lot of these guys that I listen to, it is funnel, funnel. I mean, you, if you have a drinking game with funnel, you'll be loaded in a couple of minutes because it's funnel, <laughs> funnel, funnel. But I so, just want to know what it is. What it, tell yeah. us about the funnel. It's a great thing. And in fact, um, if they want the audience is listening, they can go right before we talk about this. If they go to the mission.group, www.themission.group, what my website actually is, is a funnel. It's not actually a website. So it's a term, it's a difference of terminology. So here's a few things. Everybody has a funnel. A funnel is a step, a, a, a series of steps through a journey of taking your audience from point A to point B. So typically, so in your case, Angel, it's, you know, they're learning more about you. Um, they heard heard about your cupcakes or looking at the pictures. They're going to, you know, their next step is to fill out some kind of form or contact you. Then you contact them, you do the sale, you know, and then you make the, the purchase, you know, they make, you make the cake and then mm-hmm. they pick it up. So you have a funnel already in place. We just don't think of it that way. So sure. everybody already has a funnel. Or they should. Yeah, or they <laughs> should. But when you're really trying to do lead generation online, the funnel allows you to replicate yourself as the salesperson. So nobody's going to be able to sell your cupcake biz, cupcakes in your business better than you. Mm-hmm. You're the best salesperson. No one's going to be able to sell, you know, strategy and consulting from the mission group than Jason. Jason's the best. Mm-hmm. So what we can do though is we can create a funnel that lets us sell 24/7 365 and position us to always be in front of them and selling to them so they get that information quickly. So, you know, that's kind of just the the you know, basics of what a funnel is. So there's really kind of three main steps for a funnel. Now there's all kinds of different funnels. These days, the ones I like in your case, you know, since you're providing a service is really, you know, a one or a two step funnel. So it would be something like you run an ad through Facebook. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You could spend a hundred dollars a month, $50 a month. You know, you can set the limit to your budget, however you want. You're sending some, some traffic there. Um, to your landing page, your landing page is well, it's really an opt-in page. The opt-in page is they have to give up their email address to get something specific, like you know, fifteen, you know, fifteen uh, tips on you know buying the perfect cake for your kids, or mm-hmm. you know, how to make you know how to how to choose the right person to make the cake for your special moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can you give away some type of a free item, so they're willing to give up their email address. So it has to be a good enough uh, free guide checklist item that they're going to get a good trade to get yeah, yeah to give up their email address and then it takes them over to basically a sales page the sales page can be long form or short form it can be a video it can be you know just text on a page but you're essentially now taking them into the story right here's the story is how they're the hero's story how you know them how how they're going to position themselves uh to be the hero and they're so excited because they made such a big difference in their kid's special event or whoever it is, or, you know, whatever their situation is. Mm -hmm. And then here's the steps you got to do to, you know, make that happen. You got to contact, uh, you know, the cupcake company and, 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 you know, sign up and get involved. So the funnel is actually a really simple thing. But what, what I found is most people have a website and they don't have a trusted journey of nurturing and education, educating the person that's coming through so they have a very low conversion. Whereas if you can tell the story, you can really just nurture and educate that person that's interested in your product or service. You have a you know much higher percentage of 
conversion. So if they were going to my website right now, what they would see is there is no navigation. The only navigation is to start a conversation. They see my logo on the top left, on the top right, it's a button that says start a conversation. If they want to get, you know, so I tell a story about my customer, who they are, how we can change their life, whatever, how they can be the hero of the story. The only other option that they have is at the end towards the footer of the, just before the footer of the website, I have a place where we basically, they can self-evaluate over a video that I've done. They can self-evaluate their own brand and still book a time to contact us so we can help them work through that. So my website is a funnel. So any other links like a billing update or support or anything like that, that's all in the footer as links. Because what I found was people weren't looking around for a bunch of stuff. All they wanted was to get what they wanted as quickly as possible. So that landing page really became a simplized, you know, simple funnel. So let, okay. let's let, let's take that a step further because I know the the way our culture is moved. Like when I started in uh, 2008 with WordPress, um, smartphones were just getting going, and it was a nightmare. And then later, responsive formats came out, which meant the the website would work for both a cell phone and uh, for a desktop. There was a time there was a time when you had to build two different websites, and one would know if it was mobile it was a nightmare but but and now and then you mentioned the single page which i really love it's simple it's clean you're flipping through so because obviously the first contact now is on the cell phone and typically if people want to dig in more maybe they'll go back and look on the website is that still true well we we see the trends now that it, uh, i think there's more mobile users than desktop viewers yeah. users so it's already shifted that way right so we really need to design everything to be mobile first to begin with right uh, and then desktop reverse back to desktop. Whereas before it would be like, you know, we're going to build desktop, like you mentioned, and then we'll add in this, this mobile component. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is today, you know, if they're using WordPress or any, you know, main website builder out there on the market, they're, they're automatically responsive. So they typically have those already dialed in as you're designing it. And, and it's pretty cool. And that should have been like that all along. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just, we just didn't have mobile devices. Well, it, it, we're, we're talking with Jason Westbrook with the mission group, and he is a consultant with websites, builds them. And, and uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, so let me ask you this next question. So you get your website, you've got it. You've got a little bit of a funnel, whether it's a big funnel or a small funnel. Um, it, it was always a big strategy in the companies I worked for is that we've got, we got to capture email addresses. We got to capture email addresses. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I understand that, but I'm also becoming the old grumpy guy. Cause I think a lot of people are just like, I don't even want to give you my email address. I don't yeah. want the spam. I don't want the security risks that you're going to sell my, my list off to somebody else. Email addresses are, are important because it's not, it's not also the email address isn't always meant to cause interruption in life. Sometimes it's, really, if they're doing it the right way, like how I would do it, you would do it, or Angel would do it, it'd really be more about nurturing and educating your audience mm. to give them as much value as possible. Like, how can I help them, even though I'm not with them? How can I hang out with them for the next three days over a coffee conversation right. and give them some really high value information, right? And I think at the end of the day, people know when it's spammy and when it's not. Yeah. They just know, you know, so... I want to be the person that's really so engaging that they're like, I really want to subscribe to his email list so I can get a lot of high value content. And I think the value you mentioned before, it's probably better. It's like, if you're going to sign up for the email that I'm going to get maybe a video tip, sign up for our, you know, newsletter is kind of, I hate to say old fashioned, but you know, we'll send you a free PDF every month with a tip on it, or you can see a video or something like that. I'm assuming that's a better, you know, you're just not signing up and not knowing where it's what you're going to get. Again, you know, our goal is to cut through the noise. The, the marketplace is noisy. So we want a really simple, 
website. And by the way, one of the things I was going to say in a couple questions back was we want to be simple because a confused buyer will always say no. Right. And most people um, are selling and very few people are telling a story. And there's mm-hmm. a big difference. Selling is a transaction. A story is uh, is an experience. It's an audience. It's it's helping people and and valuing that person more so than than the dollar bill. That's great. Well, you know, there's a lot more we need to get into, so I want to get you back in here in a couple of weeks and let's let's sure. discuss uh, maybe some things like uh, Facebook ads and LinkedIn and and yep. even have some other funnel strategies because uh, and this stuff just changes. And uh, but before we go, just real quickly, run down all your info, how people can get a hold of you and the Mission Group. Yeah, so they can uh, find us online at uh, www.themission.group. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my sign is uh, Jason Westbrook Consulting, and I'd be happy to uh, encourage them and just invest them if they need it. And yeah, so that's how they can find it, find find me. And I know I've used this illustration before, where if I said, "Hey, you get to have a free Super Bowl ad to reach a million people on Super Bowl Sunday," you wouldn't go out and spend a hundred dollars on an ad. You would go out and probably spend several tens of thousands of dollars. Yet, so many people do that with their website. It is exposed to millions of people, yet they do not invest in it. And I, I, and I know it's hard. I know some people say, I don't see the the results, but they are there. Your website is so critical, even if it's just affirming that somebody can say, oh, I've heard good things about you, but now I see the website and I see it's really legitimate. Uh, and I've, I recently had a, a friend of mine that doesn't have the greatest website. And I was sending it to a, a friend in California. I said, this guy's really great. And he looked, he said, are you sure the website's not that good? <laughs> and I had to explain, it's like, no, his product is out is awesome. His website is not, yeah. you don't want that conversation. So uh, that's just one thing. And we're going to continue to help you with these tips. And again, if you want to get a hold of me, it's John at ondomedia.com. And we're happy to help you out. And uh, we'll get some stuff about the jam on the, uh, on the website as well. And until then, we encourage you to continue living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.